Hello, and welcome to the Space Coast Pet Podcast, the podcast for pets and the people who love them. Now, here's your host, veterinarian Dr. Roger Welton. Happy Thursday morning, pet lovers, and welcome to the Space Coast Pet Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Roger Welton, practicing veterinarian, otherwise known as Dr. Roger. Thank you for joining me this morning. I'm very excited about today's podcast. These are exciting times for especially you northerners, having suffered through winter and not the most pleasant spring for many of you. Memorial Day weekend is right around the corner. I remember my days in Jersey and later in uh, Long Island, New York. Look forward to Memorial Day weekend as the beginning and start of summer, and it's going to be a major part of our topic. And once again, that topic brought to you courtesy of a listener email. So let's jump right into it. Dear Dr. Roger, I have been a dog owner all of my life and have found that I spent more time at the vet with my dogs during the summer months than at other times of the year. It seems that being more active, being outside more, around other dogs at the dog parks, and in more contact with wild animals during the warm months, they just get into more trouble health-wise during these times. Is it just my imagination, or is this a trend that you see as a practicing vet? I will not go through all of the things that have happened to my dogs during the warm months of the year because it would be way too long of an email, but I was thinking that with Memorial Day weekend right around the corner, maybe you could do an episode on summer dangers to watch out for dogs. Love your show. I listen every Thursday morning during my commute to work. It is just the right time length for my roughly 30-minute commute. Thanks, Nicole, Cold Spring Harbor, New York. Well, this is a very timely email, and it's so appropriate. And yes, uh, short answer on that, Nicole. I do see a spike in sick visits, we, we call them. Sick visits don't just include patients that are physically, like, systemically ill, like infections and stuff like that. It also includes injuries. And yes, all these things seem to spike if you live in a temperate climate during the summer months. If they do kind of spike a little bit here in like a, you know the year-round warm climate and other I would I would assume other places similar to Florida uh, that have a warm climate year-round because you, you still have uh, things where you are more engaged outside just for the sake of you have longer days and so there's just more outdoor time and I think with that brings some issues and we're going to talk about those issues one of them is the summer barbecue. So I'm not just going to focus on dogs, by the way. We're going to integrate some dangers for cats as well. There are, unfortunately, a lot of people that let their cats outside, and cats will tend to spend more time outside uh, during the warmer months because of the length of the daylight cycles. And so with that comes more opportunity for trouble, and uh, we'll get into what could happen to cats. It's more than just injury, so please stay tuned if you're a, a kitty cat enthusiast. So the barbecue, well, you know, Memorial Day weekend, there will be tons of barbecues all over this country. Uh, by the way, before I continue, Cold Spring Harbor is a town right next to uh, Huntington on the North Shore, a really cool area um, right next door to Huntington where actually I lived and practiced veterinary medicine for three years. I started actually my career in Huntington, New York, right next to Cold Spring, Cold Spring Harbor, so Crazy, crazy coincidence here, but this is a great topic because I did see a huge spike in cases, especially up there. I do see an increase in cases, again, due to the various things we're talking about here today. So, barbecues. Um, you know, 
you might be responsible and you might not leave things for your dog to get into and you may have a covered garbage and a secure garbage and you're monitoring your plate, but guess what? Many of your guests are not. Some of them may be drinking alcohol, not paying attention whatsoever. Please be vigilant. This is one of the big problems I see in dogs. So on the systemic side, uh, they consume like things that are high in fat, like pulled pork, bacon, uh, even some you know fatty cuts of meat, like uh, beef, like ribeye stuff like that. It could set off uh, you know pretty nasty gastroenteritis, vomiting, diarrhea. Uh, so that's a one big consequence. In little dogs, they can be very uh, predisposed to a disease called pancreatitis, commonly set off by dietary indiscretion, most commonly from high-fat meals that are consumed, and that that can very well happen during a barbecue. Kids are the worst offenders at barbecues. Uh, Kids, they don't know any better, especially the littler they are. They think it's you know, great to feed the dog. The dog loves it. They're bonding with the dog. Well, they get the, they end up getting your dog really, really sick. On the really dangerous side, we can see the foreign bodies. So bones of any kind, do not feed them to your dog. Uh, even steak bones that have a little bit more resilience to getting crushed by the dog's teeth and jaws, they can still splinter. And I've removed, removed many a steak bone from a damaged gut. Do not give any bones of any kind. Uh, even those big ham bones, I've seen so many dogs get sick from the ham bones just because uh, all the richness of the meat that comes off of them. You know, again, gastroenteritis, pancreatitis, all kinds of nasty stuff. And, um, you know, it's just a consequence. Yeah, I, I, I'm, Memorial Day weekend is coming up and my clinic closes uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And I guarantee you I'm going to come in Tuesday and I'm going to be inundated with with. All kinds, all manner of cases. We're going to see pancreatitis. We'll see diarrhea, diarrhea galore. We'll see vomiting. We'll see all kinds of stuff. It's just what happens. It's amazing. Um, so similarly to the holiday season with gatherings, you know, you know what I do with my own dogs. I just put them away during during uh, times when when food's getting served. You know, I'll let them. I, I I don't want to put my dogs away when I have guests over. I want my dogs to be part of the party. Uh, but you know, during dinner, the buffet is out. I put them away because I don't want them getting into anything. I can't. Just, I just, you know, I'm cooking them, I'm socializing them, looking after the party. I just don't have time or wherewithal to sit there and babysit the dogs and all the children that are around my dogs. I just put them away. They go in their crate. I close the bedroom door, and then once the, you know, we're done with the main course and we're ready to just relax, put on some music, play some cornhole. Food is behind us. Then uh, I let the dogs out, and that's the way I handle it. But. Just be very vigilant with the barbecues. <clears throat> so the next uh, issue that we come across here uh, pertains to both dogs and cats. So we, um, the, with the warmer months, you know, we, we have a tendency to stay out later and let our pets out later. And with that, and as I, I already stated, cats that do go outside will tend to stay out later because the daylight cycles are longer. And the longer they're out, um, they're mo- the longer or the more they are uh, up against uh, predators sometimes. So here in Florida, we have bobcats, we have raccoons, we even have coyotes. And so it could be very, very dangerous for our animals here, especially our kitty cats. Uh, domestic cats get eaten by bobcats all the time. Uh, bobcats don't see a cat as their own species. They see it as a yummy snack and they will they will readily eat a cat. Coyotes obviously would eat a cat. Um, they could probably eat most sizes of dog uh, up to about maybe 35 pounds. Coyotes, because they hunt in packs, or maybe even maybe even bigger dogs than that. So, 
Um, I know coyotes are not unique just to Florida. Uh, I live in a very residential area. It's not like I live in the sticks, but there's enough conservation areas around that it's certainly a legitimate danger here. And uh, it's, a leg- it's becoming a legitimate danger everywhere because everywhere in this country, we are b- continue to build into uh, natural areas and encroach on the habitats of these animals. And with that, we're going to see more contact with them. Uh, that also probably includes bears. Um, believe it or not, a raccoon can do a heck of a lot of damage. They carry rabies. Got to be very careful. So, you know, I would refrain from letting letting them stay out too late. I remember one of the big things that happened several times to my dog, one of my dogs growing up in New Jersey, Waldo, who just loved to be out in the backyard at night, and we let him do it. He got skunked all the time. And, you know, that's not really a major health risk, but God, did he stink. And it just lingered for days. And bathing in tomato juice doesn't work, folks. Believe me, it doesn't. We take him to the groomer. It just it just has to wear off, and it uh, it's just one of the nastiest things you can experience if you haven't already experienced. So beware of predators. Um, you know, it, it could mean especially for the little dogs and the cats. You know, never seeing them again or any trace of them ever again. Um, the the later they stay out, the more they're in contact with these things. Be very very careful. Next danger would be ep- ectoparasites. So we think of fleas; they're going to be more prevalent in the warmer months. Interestingly. Here in Florida, in the tropical climate, they're actually a little bit less active. They're still out there. I saw a, a dog so covered in fleas, I, I wanted to just just start just scratching myself. It it was I couldn't. This was just yesterday. The dog, you couldn't see like a section of skin without fleas crawling on this dog. So and it's it's already hot here in Florida. So they're still out there. Don't think that they're going to go away just cuz they don't like the heat and the humidity. But they are actually a little bit less active here in Florida. Our biggest flea issues are actually during the winter months cuz fleas love a temperature of about 64 to 74 degrees, lower humidity, and guess what folks up in nor- northern uh, temperate climates where summer comes, it's just ripe for fleas and they explode. And fleas, yes, they are not necessarily deadly. But they can cause some major skin infections, major nuisance, and they can be very challenging to get rid of once they're in the home. For cats, they can be dangerous. Uh, Fleas are known to carry a bacteria called Bartonella felis that can infect cats. And cats that get Bartonella felis can have all manners of issues. They can develop an autoimmune condition of their gums called stomatitis with the painful ulcerations of the gums. It can result in immune deficiencies. It can result in a chronic bladder inflammation, so urinary issues. It's a very odd bacteria, and it's it's connected to flea bites. So we don't want those fleas eating up our cats either. They itch, and of course, they have the risk for skin infections just like dogs do, but it can actually make them feel physically sick with this Bartonella felis disease. Incidentally, cats that have Bartonella felis are the ones that can tra- transmit cat cat scratch fever to people so just be aware of that um that's cat scratch fever not all people are susceptible to it but people have been hospitalized from that disease but the big thing is ticks uh ticks are far more active in the summer months than they are uh in the winter months sometimes you can even get a uh you know, the pocket of warm weather for over a few days up in up in New York, New Jersey, uh, you know the Northeast where the ticks are so prevalent, and they can just come out of the woodworks. And up there, we're worried about Lyme disease. Lyme disease is 
really prevalent pretty much anywhere north of Georgia and heading up towards the Midwest. It's just everywhere now. We used to really worry about it mostly in the Northeast, but it's made its way all the way down to Georgia and it's made its way as far west as the Mississippi River. Um, out west, you're not out of the woods with ticks. There's Rocky Mountain spotted fever. So again, you're going to be out and about with your dog more in the summer months. It's so gorgeous out there. Well, there is a type of tick that exists out there that transmits Rocky Mountain spotted fever that causes a disease syndrome that's quite similar to Lyme disease. And down here in Florida, we have Ehrlichiosis. Uh, the name of that disease is Ehrlichia, and it is also carried by ticks. So <clears throat> the best prevention against uh, tick-borne diseases is a good tick preventative. So there's there's a bunch out there. There is uh, Brevecto, there's NextGuard, really good flea tick products. Please don't bother with Frontline or Advantix anymore. Those those uh, preventatives had their day. That ship has sailed. There is mass resistance to those products uh, with both fleas and ticks. Um, Soresto collars are decent for fleas, but they don't do anything for ticks, uh, or they have very little activity against ticks. So really, Brevecto and NextGuard um, and also, I'm sorry, I forgot to mention, if you like the all-in-one uh, Simparica Trio, gets heartworm, fleas, and ticks. So that's kind of your all-in-one. And there we go. I just mentioned uh, heartworm. So mosquitoes are more prevalent in the winter, I'm sorry, in the summer months. Uh, here in Florida, we never get a reprieve from mosquitoes. But, um, you know, up north, I remember, you know, you, you don't really see mosquitoes much at all. And... Uh, in fact, I don't know what the protocol is these days as far as heartworm preventative, but we um, we actually only advocated for heartworm prevention uh, during the the months of November. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, my apologies. <laughs> during the months of May through uh, November, I'm sorry, October. So November through April, you know, we weren't really pushing the heartworm too much because the preventative we didn't feel was really necessary because. There are so few mosquitoes out there. With the warming situation we have going on on the planet, I, I if any t- veterinary technicians or veterinarians up north are listening, or you are a pet owner up north and your um, your veterinarian is advocating for year-round prevention, it may well be that that there, there there's more of a mosquito problem in the winters nowadays than there were back in the early 2000s when I was living and practicing there. It was like frozen tundra, it felt like, when I was living there. I don't see how a mosquito could have survived, but, you know, the, the, everywhere has gotten warmer. But again, here in Florida, southeast states, um, you know, mosquitoes are more prevalent. We have more rains, obviously, more reproduction of the mosquitoes, and heartworm is a serious, serious problem. So make sure your dog and cat, if your cat goes outside, are protected for heartworm. Yes, folks, cats can get heartworm. It's not going to reach the final stage of the adult worm that's going to colonize the heart so profoundly like we see in dogs, but it will reach a larval stage that can really wreak havoc on the lungs and cause uh, really bad cases of asthma. It could also make the cat clot prone and uh, form what are called pulmonary emboli. Uh, those are clots that can get lodged in major blood vessels, and so we don't uh, want to take heartworm lightly in cats yet another good reason to keep your cat inside but if your cat's going to go outside at least do a heartworm preventative there's a uh, topical product that's really nice for cats called revolution 
It comes in a generic now called Synergy that effectively prevents heartworm and intestinal parasites in cats. So I think those are a must if your cat goes outside. Dogs, we have tons of options. There's, there's no excuse for not having your dog on heartworm preventative. They're so available. They're affordable. Um, you know, very, very dangerous disease. Um, it's not just here in Florida. It's everywhere there's mosquitoes. And then lastly, there's internal parasites. And I don't want to harp on that too much because we have been beating that topic to death these days. But internal parasites are going to be more prevalent out in the environment just because wild animals are more prevalent. They've had mating season. There's offspring. They're more active. They're out and about. Life is blooming and abundant. But with that comes life that lives off of life. So parasites live off of uh, host creatures. They live off of mammals that uh, carry many of the same parasites that our own dogs and cats can carry. So you want to be very vigilant about keeping them on an anti-parasitic. And most heartworm preventatives these days also have an anti-intestinal parasitic uh, uh, in them as well. So you know if you're using a good uh, broad-spectrum uh, comprehensive heartworm preventative, chances are it's going to have some intestinal parasite prevention um, in it. So, you know, that's that's in a nutshell. There's, uh, you know, again, we love summer. Our pets enjoy it as much as we do. We love to have our gatherings. We love to be outside. We love the longer days. Enjoy it. Just take your precautions. Know that, you know, there's these dangers to look out for. And if you are vigilant and keep an eye out for these things and do the right, take the right preventative measures, you won't have to see people like me and spend a lot of your money and most importantly, not have your beloved family pet in danger. I bid everyone a happy Memorial Day weekend. I will be taking next Thursday off, uh, preparing my boat for Memorial Day weekend. We are headed south to Hutchinson Island. So excited about that. We will be taking our dogs with us, so we're ever so excited. I have a, uh, a 30-foot uh, Grady White Marlin that is a live-aboard boat, so we like to just uh, plug in somewhere or just drop anchor and run the generator and just uh, kind of, you know, the, the, the ocean's our oyster. We can stop wherever we want, and uh, it's a pretty amazing sense of uh, freedom. So uh, I bid you all the same wonderful outing. I bid you all great weather, and I bid you all great health for your pets. I will see you again, or coming, uh, broadcasting to you again, um, Thursday, June 2nd. Have a good one, everyone. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.